You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie, and I'm here along with Christy. Hello. Hey, Christy. Um, we're recording right here up when we're about to drop. We're going to do our intros a little different, so it's kind of fun because we can mm-hmm. talk about things in real time, mm-hmm. right, is what we decided was kind of fun. Different um, than what we've different. done before. Yes, yeah. yes. So we can kind of talk more about things as they're happening or a little bit closer to mm-hmm. when we're going to drop the podcast and you know, it's just always fun to talk to Christy. I like talking to you. <laughs> I like talking to you too. You so we can just enjoy ourselves. Just enjoy ourselves. A little yeah. more. That's funny. All right. So what do you think about no, talking? Let's set this what do you up think? Because okay. I come in going, what are we going to talk about, Debbie? This is our first time to do it this way. And usually we have like a word of the day or a comment. Yeah. And you said, I think it'd be fun to talk about the kicker last night from the Cowboy game. That's right. <laughs> Which talking sports and that kind of stuff is super happy. So I don't, it's fun. I will say it's fun watching you be interested in different it's, things. Yes. Where I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. This is going to be fun. For those of you that may not know me well, I don't tend to be a high octane sports person. I don't even think you have any octane. Like, no. I don't even think high is like saying there's Medium. different levels. <laughs> That's implying that there's a low and a medium and a high. There you go. You're just not a and sports it's more, person. I, I enjoy, like, I played field hockey, equestrian mm-hmm. show done. I enjoy doing things for fun with people. We've talked about this before. Right. Though. You don't like Crazy. people's responses or the, yes. the the loser. Like, if you won, I would be like, I won. Woo. And you'd be yeah. like, oh, the loser. Exactly. Oh, the loser. <laughs> I, I need to go hug the loser. I'm like, like, losers, losers. They're over there. Bye-bye. I'm a winner. Everyone should get a trophy. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's how you think. That's, That's not how I think. So I just want, uh, yes. Yeah. So for me, though, the last couple of years, I've just, for whatever reason, nostalgia. You've come around. You've come to the around. football game to the dark a little side. bit to the dark side. Maybe I work with a lot of people and I enjoy the conversations with people in general. So I have to know what everybody's talking about. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I still, though, get, um, I'm still, well, I'm see- fascinated by the people of it. But I'm, yes, I'm still bothered when things happen mm-hmm. that feel hurtful mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> for but lack also, of a better word. But have you realized, too, like, they're not long. They don't last long. Like, you win, yeah. and that mentality is you win and you lose, but then you – people don't uh, sit in their loss for months, and they're not traumatized by it. Like, yeah, I lost a game. That stinks. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to throw things. You don't like the throwing yes. things. Like it. But throwing things are words. Yeah. I'm going to yes. throw my words out yes. there, not things. I'm and then they rage. move on. Does that it's, help you? I guess so, because in my head, I feel like for it would be something I would reflect on for a long time. And some do. And so part of the conversation as, as you came in today was, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, what if we talked about the kicker from the Monday Night Football game? But most <laughs> athletes, I think people that are athletes, though, they don't reflect long on losing. What do I need to do? Okay. What do I need to get better? I'm going to watch yeah. game film. I'm going to look at my stats. I'm going to own what I did bad. I'm going to move on. I'm going to get better. Because you can't take that losing mentality into your next game. Because if you do, it cripples you, right? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Which is 
to Brett Maher's yes. point. <laughs> I just down continue to, to down to the conversation night. of, and that's what more fascinates me. And I guess kind of we've had Kip on before, but the sports psychology angle mm. of things, like I, so I, for those of you who didn't watch the football game, or if you've been hiding under a rock for the last two days <laughs> in Texas, like the Cowboys beat the Buccaneers on Monday night, mm-hmm. and we actually played really well. With everyone except for our kicker. And what's interesting is he'd had an amazing season. He has both broken the record now mm-hmm. for having the longest mm-hmm. yard kick in the franchise ever recorded. Yep. But now he also holds the record for the most missed extra points in a playoff game ever. So he holds those two records. Now that's going to haunt him for the rest of his yes. life. He's going to root for someone to, to break that. But, I mean, since they've been recording ever, it's never happened Uh -uh. since they've been. And I just remember looking at him at one point, and this was after he missed the fourth one. Oh, did you start crying with him? No, I felt like it. (laughs) I bet you did. I felt like it. (laughs) I did not. But his eyes, like I told Jamie, I was like, look at his eyes. Oh, yeah. They look like a deer in the headlights, Mm -hmm. like wide-eyed, horrified, what do I do? And I'm imagining him in that place in front of the world Mm because it was a massive viewing audience too. Oh, huge. Monday night. Yeah. We all really thought the Cowboys were going to lose. I did think they were going to lose. Like most everybody did in their core. Yes. Even when it was going well, you're like, oh, there's going to be an interception. Oh, they're going to turn it over. Oh, any minute now we're about to fall apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tom Brady's going to have a comeback. Oh, my gosh. He's amazing. Here he comes. So everybody was just waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we played great and our kickers sucked, but we yes. still won. Well, and I was picturing in my head already for him, they're going to come back or we're going to lose yeah. by a field by three yeah, points. I, and those are the four extra points. And I was envisioning that mm-hmm. trauma. With, Think about him. him. He was too. Yes, for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And I, so then, so here's my question. What makes us decide that kind of experience <laughs> is worth it? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, I think we call it cha-ching, cha-ching, is cha-ching, it, money. Is it only money? I mean, look at Tom Brady left with his whole family go yeah, to I know. It can't it just be money, though, no, for him. No, it's not money. Not for him. But, I mean, there's money there. And for the love of the game. And if you're an athlete, your identity. You go that See, route don't you it. think it's more identity? Oh, absolutely. So then when you're in a crux of it like that and you've lost what is your identity and yeah. you're stinking at it, yeah. what do you go home with? Well, like... As his wife, how do you uh, help your husband walk in the door and yeah. be like, you got, sucked. You're lucky your team horrible. covered it for you. Yes, that's what I, I would say to my husband. <laughs> Your worst performance that's ever, That's not what I would say to mine, but I don't know that I would know what to do. I wouldn't talk to mine after that. <laughs> I wouldn't call my kids if that was any of my kids. I would just oh, sit, let word. them sit with it because I would be horrible. But at least they got the win they did that's why it's this not would be bad. a whole nother conversation if they oh. didn't for sure but as a coach how do you keep playing them that's oh, what i no. kept asking where's that the backup kicker why is the backup kicker but then he finally made a fifth right he made a fifth one at the end he he actually made one mm-hmm. at the very end mm-hmm. and is that a psychology in and of itself you're like we've got to get him positive because you've got games ahead of you yeah and he has now six days. He had six days from Monday. They don't. They are missing. So they're playing the 49ers. They only have. They're two 
days short compared to the 49ers of recovery time. Look at you knowing all your info. Right. So the Cowboys don't have as much time no, to and recover. You always, and you need those days. You do, both yeah. for the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. So then that's killer. I mean, are you calling in a Kip? Are you calling in a sports psychologist to work with him for the next five days? He spent the night on the phone with his sports psychologist. Is what you think? He slept. Okay. He fell asleep with the phone on his ear talking to his sports psychologist. I kept on putting people on like our group text. They would say he missed it. And I was thinking as a kicker, you have one, yeah. one job. Your clutch. That's it. Just one job. Yeah. Just kick yeah. it through the uprights. And any kicker would say, Christy, it's harder than you say. Uh, absolutely. But you're a professional. You actually have the NFL logo. You're wearing it. You're getting paid. Like you're a professional. So yeah, there is that the mind side, that side of it. That's the, the head. But how does he recover? I don't know. Do they let him kick again? They don't. Ha- do they have any options? I don't know. Nobody don't, last night in my, my room full. None of the men in the room that knew. Even Gentry was like, yeah. I don't know. And I was like, how do y'all not know? Yeah, because I don't think they have much. Maybe they'll sign one before the next game. Right. <laughs> they'll find somebody <laughs> to have from the stands and sign him because he's got to be better than him right now. So I w- was listening. So this is the other fascinating part of it to me. I was listening to um, a radio show on the way in. The Musers? Um, to work. Yes, yes. listen to the Musers. One of the only ones I can listen to on that channel because they're not near as no, they're not icky. They're still woke, but they are. But that's okay. I can handle that I can more handle than I can the so- language and the oh, and 100%. the other talk the, that the happens sexual, on the other ones. Yeah, yes, the innuendos. Totally agree. Um, and so I just like Gordo. Yeah, he's funny. The but they were they got and they got a little email in mm-hmm. from someone that played professional baseball. And was talking about the horrible, deep, dark place that is in your mind Ugh. when you're the one called up in those moments and you can't deliver and how horrific people have no idea how physically transformative that just the feeling that goes through your whole body. But you saw it. You but saw then, it on his face. Oh, and I saw it on his face. Yeah. Totally. Uh-huh. They said the point of it was that's how hard it is to get out of that deep, okay. dark funk of yeah. four misses making a horrible. He did make the fifth. And he did make the fifth. Yes. And, and then the, but that horrible place of, I broke a record in a horrible way. And do you even think he thinks about the record? I don't even think he thinks about it. I think at he this thinks, point, how can I you? missed so many in that last game, but maybe that fifth is great. Maybe that was like the bump. He did it in a game at the same game with the same team that he he's like, it. okay, okay. There's something I can, I can salvage something here. Yes. Yeah. Still, I'm sure you have more questions about this. Well, then, mentally. Totally. And then my other aspect of it was that at one point after he missed the third one, the camera pans to Dak yes. and Dak's throwing things and cussing. Yes. And what I wanted to get in his face and say, you had four interceptions last week. Shut your mouth. <laughs> that's that's what I wanted to say. That's true. I was like, there's not anybody on that team uh-huh. that should be pointing at him. That's right. And saying anything because yeah. they have all had their horrible moments and their horrible yeah. games. Yeah. Amen. And so body language, it goes back absolutely. to your body language. Well, parents in the stands, right? How many times do you, and I'm guilty of it, so I'm a, I can speak freely on this, but your kid free throw or PK or if you're quarterback or whatever parent you are in the stand, your kid does something. And when they're little, they look at you and your head's down like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you yes. did that or you missed it. Or and, you're yelling at them. Oh, well, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally yelling at them. But I will say that I've had to learn with one kid. Like, just to be like, that's okay. Keep trying. Keep yes. going. Like, I've had to learn that because that helps my kids' um, mental game more than me being like, what were you thinking? Oh, my God. That was horrible. 
well yeah. or you know that that side of it and yep. so then that's even translated with conversations with my kids when I see them respond like Dak did to the kicker right. that is unacceptable been, and it, they respond to as people a teammate. on their team yeah exactly. that is a horrible teammate you yes. cannot do that yes you do not throw things you do not you do not shake your head and I would appreciate that as as a parent if a coach if my kid did that to yes. another kid or if their kid did it to my kid or any other kid, I would appreciate as a coach, yeah. a coach going up to them and going, we don't do that. Yeah. That's not helpful. And guess what? You're going to have a bad day. Yeah. This maybe isn't your bad day, but you yeah. will. Yeah. So then my, I'm wondering, so what is the, you see a Dak Prescott do that as a coach? Mm. What are you doing? Well, he's you a grown back. man. You don't touch him. You, you don't, don't talk to him that way. You don't, don't say, so. hey, Dak. Uh, but you no rewind good. it and show it to your kids and you go, that's unacceptable. That you, you, that's not a teammate, but my kids have had great coaches that have screamed and yelled. And when they miss something, they get mad at them and they still recover because when they do something great, they change it. Yeah. That they've had to work through. And we've had to work through in our house of, yeah, that coach yelled at you and got mad at you. Did you notice how you kind of imploded on the inside? Like you went into that deep, dark Mm -hmm. place and it took you four points for the other team to score four points before you were able to come out of it. So working through on even advising my kids how to handle coaches like that yes which is hard because they kind of are like oh well I didn't think about that yeah that's where you went did you notice that and learning to say just you have to ignore the coach don't look at the coach or telling a kid don't look at your parents yeah I used to have a girl she was so great she played volleyball she was a phenomenal player but anytime she messed up she would look at her dad in the stands and he always was just like oh my god oh my god I can't believe she did that and I had to tell her stop looking at your parents Stop. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. And then her dad came to me and was like, what is my daughter's problem? And probably after three years of him asking this, I had to look at him and be like, you're the problem. Did, were you able to say I that was? to him? And he was like. How did he respond? He was fine because we've had three years of these conversations. And I was like, you are. It's You either can be in the gym and you can be supportive or you can't be in the gym at all. Mm-hmm. And he was like, fine. And then he didn't come to games because he couldn't do it. God, I can't. I forgot about that. He wow. really, he would just stop coming to all of our volleyball games. And so she would go home and t- tell her, tell him how they did, but he wouldn't come. So and he didn't blame me, which yeah, I was thankful no, for. Yeah, because it's not. But your he fault. just was like, I can't sit in the stands without screaming and yelling at her. First of all, I as again as I'm getting older, it's so the nostalgia, but then just the lessons to be learned that you've harped on so often with sports in general, with mm-hmm. how our, with it brings out the worst and the best of us in Absolutely. our behavior, right? Absolutely. But then I mean, I've always seen kids who just love it. They light up when yes. they're playing a sport they love, right? And they enjoy it. But what's interesting to me is how many of us feel like we've earned the right to have a piece mm-hmm. of that person. Like after Maher on Monday night, um, Twitter, oh, Twitter blew up. Oh, everybody's saying these horrible things and there's memes and there's now some, some people are, are very nice. Are some people funny? are funny. Some people are nice. Some uh, cute. I don't mind the cute. I don't mind yeah. the fun. I mind the, Hey, you've been a total fraud. Get the heck off our team. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. And, but it's interesting. They were probably drinking and, and, and tweeting. Well, or they bet something and they lost money. Add that, that too. I feel like that's added a whole lot of stuff to things. Yeah. Like people get angry because they're losing money yeah. now oh, yeah. when their teams aren't winning. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like. But wouldn't uh, you do if you were. No. If you were betting money and you were losing it, you wouldn't get mad? Well, let's just say I'm not betting a thousand bucks, but right? If you were, I'm betting 25. But if you were betting a little bit. Well, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's not in me to even think that that's okay. So I just, I I struggle with even 
getting over and empathizing. sympathizing at all. Okay. okay. Zero. But sense. maybe someone who really does. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe that's something, somebody we should have on here. Yeah. A gambler. <laughs> you a recovering gamble gambler. other people's choices and decisions and what other people's behavior is. So how is that going for you? <laughs> My husband would always say you can, there's a reason why there's no, um, there's no line on female athlete, female sports. Cause you can't bet on female sports. And, and why, what's his and reason never, for that? I never thought about it until we were really married. Cause he, he was a gambler. He loved to gamble. Yeah. Like put money on games and stuff. Yeah. So he just does his fantasy football now and right. he doesn't do the other stuff. And I'd be right. like, that's so weird. He goes, cause you, who knows? You could be on your period. You could be in an <laughs> argument with your husband before you start the game. Y'all, y'all are so unpredictable. Like you cannot figure it out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Valid. So that's <laughs> totally true. And can I just say, I love that about us. I am so fine with that. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Because apparently men can sometimes be unpredictable too. As they we can. saw on Monday night. But at least they can compartmentalize, right? Like that's our Their little struggle. waffle brains. Yeah. They're like, ooh, I'm going to a game. Great. I'm not going to even think about the fact that I just got in a fight with my wife or my whatever. I'm going to go play football. Arrgh. Maybe Brett Apparently. got in a fight with his wife, his Maybe. sweet wife, Jenna. Maybe, Maybe they got in a fight. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, we need to pray for them. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> well, speaking of health, we do, today we have um, somebody on because we're going to do our mental, physical, emotional, she women's health. She was great, health. by the way. Yeah, she's so great. She was, um, if you're wondering about your health, she does a good job talking about it. Yeah, I remember she walking does. away just going, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. She's so we're going to after we're about to wrap up this conversation and then um, we will have our interview with Dr. Katherine Holt, mm -hmm. um, who actually attends Frisco first, mm -hmm. but she is an OB-GYN. She's going to talk about women's health. And it was first time to meet her it was, when yes. we recorded. And then I saw her two weeks ago and it was so fun to be like, oh, I probably walked by you before and I've never seen you or that met you. Fun. And so that was fun. <laughs> that is fun. That She's super fun. sweet. Yeah. Um, so this what's was your a mental tip? Mental tip. It's funny you ask that because um, there was a really serious injury at the end of the game yeah. too, a back mm -hmm. injury. And after the thing that happened at another game Two with the, ago, yeah, with Sunday. the Bengals and the Bills with DeMar Hamlin, um, there's a part of you that goes mentally, emotionally, physically, what are we saying is okay. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. But then do you let this go when the people choosing to play it love it so much and so do the people who watch it? But it literally, literally is our modern day gladiator arena. So I guess mentally I'm gladiator. saying. It's, it's a extreme analogy. Well, isn't it? DeMar Hamlin almost died. Well, I know, but a gladiator's like yeah, raw bear. Yeah. At least they've got pads on. <laughs> These guys have pads. <laughs> right. Gladiators didn't have pads. That's true. And they died a lot faster, <laughs> but still. So mentally, I don't, man. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's more. Stop we while have, you're ahead. After you miss the first one, figure it out a little bit better. But even for us personally, there are lessons we can teach our kids with a game. Oh, yes. That we watch and we revere and we love and we enjoy. Mm -hmm. There's lessons to be learned mm -hmm. there because even if you're not an athlete, there's something you're doing where you're going to try over and over and over and you're going to struggle. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, maybe endurance, perseverance. And be graceful and kind to the ones that For struggle. Sure. Yeah. That's yes. a good, that's a good word too. Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of his teammates did go and pat him on the back and give him hugs and, and mm -hmm. all that stuff, even through, um, I think they were just as disbelieving as he was. I don't yeah. think anybody could believe it, but you never know when that's going to happen to you. When you think life's going to go one way. Mm -hmm. And then, oh my uh, word, it doesn't. I just can't. I still think times. of it. 
My favorite was when Peyton Manning oh was like, gosh. what? He what? Like got up off the couch and was oh. like, what? And I was like, I know, Peyton, we're all like that. I just, and I couldn't help but think of him. I couldn't even think of the team anymore. I was just going, this poor man, this poor young man. Did you wake up oh in the middle of the night gosh. thinking about him? No, but I woke up in the morning. As soon as I woke up, I thought about him. <laughs> You're going to think I'm funny, I, but I no, did. I didn't even think. I just thought, oh, he'll recover. He'll be fine. No, I just, I don't know why I think that. I think this is going to scar him forever. <laughs> this is so great that we're both on two different sides of this. I really love it. Oh, Makes me goodness. so happy. Because <laughs> we it. totally are. Uh-huh. But that's okay. I mean, it's it's a choice everyone makes to be in that spot, right? It's hundred percent. Like I mean, golfers so. also also fall into this. Yes, and actually, my husband brought that up. Pitchers, he said, it's like golfers. Yes, the Pitch clutch anybody. players. Yeah. You're always in that spot where everyone's eyes are just on you, oh, yeah. and nobody. Single else. sports for yes. whatever reason that yeah. kind of part. The mm-hmm. Kicking, the pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, PKs for soccer. That's true. You may keep going. No, shut it down. Let's go to Catherine. <laughs> Y'all are giving love care, Dr. Holt. She's fabulous. She is. She's great. Okay. Well, that's it from us. Here's the interview. Okay. So we're going to introduce our special guest, Dr. Catherine Holt. Holt. (laughs) Not Holt. Holt. And um, we're going to call her Kathy because she said we could. Okay. But her patients have to call her Dr. Holt. Dr. Holt. (laughs) That's the difference between the round table and the office. Because we get to to be her friends. That's right. For at least for 45 minutes. (laughs) So, um, Dr. Katherine Holt, Kathy, is an OB-GYN, um, and you've been an OB-GYN for how long? Um, I have been in Frisco for 15 years, um, and I practiced in Houston for like a year before that, so 16, 17 And then years. you graduated from UT? I graduated from school? UT. Um, well, I graduated from UT Austin in 97. Well, I'm just going to tell my age. <laughs> you look very good for your age, I, by the way. Um, I graduated UTMB in um, 2002. And then I did my residency in Houston. And that I was done with in 2006 and moved here in 2007. Okay. So, yeah. You're, you've That's been settled years, here. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, of education, 1997? 12, 12, 12 years. Of, wow. Yeah, I graduated college early. Okay. Nerdy. Um, but then, so I should have graduated in 98. And then, um, but yeah, it's 12 years. We're around the same age. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. We, we're not old. <laughs> we're not old, Kathy. <laughs> That's a lot of years. So did you do a fellowship or did you do? No. So That's just straight school. It's just straight school. Yes. So four years of undergrad, four years of med school, four years of training. And then fellowship is after that Mm -hmm. if you wanted to do. Yeah, I had a friend. That's more of a specialty. Yeah, that's what she did. She's a neonatal. What's emergency? Probably like a neonatal. Like a neonatologist, yeah, probably. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, so, that's a lot of school. It's a lot. It's of a lot. School. And we need we time. need people. We need good doctors. <laughs> is it still right? that much schooling for kids? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the least it. amount you could do is eleven years. So, like pediatricians, I mm. think if if it's still the same, I think they do three years of training instead of four. Mm. Um. So, like your family doctors have to ask somebody more recent but three years after med school but okay. the minimum is either three or four depending mm. on what you choose to do how'd you decide you wanted to be an OBGYN? <laughs> people ask me that all the time and it's actually a funny answer I just um I always tell people I got it like I just it came very easily to mm. me you know whereas 
you know, you study the brain and I was like just praying I would pass my test, you know, but, um, I knew that I had my OB-GYN rotation after Christmas Mm. and instead of, you know, taking Christmas off and, um, you know, just going home and enjoying the holidays or whatever, um, I read my textbook like cover to cover, like 300 pages and I found it as easy as like a fiction novel. And I was like, okay, this is pretty nerdy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just got it. Like it just came very yeah. naturally to me. Did you ever imagine you'd be delivering babies? Like growing up? Like, did you uh, like playing with babies? Did no, you like any of I that kind of stuff? I don't. I mean, I like my own. Um, you like your own babies. <laughs> I like my we own all say babies. That. Um, but no, I mean, you know, I, I didn't think I would be surrounded by kids but really it's not the kids I mean I think people who love kids are pediatricians it's moms yeah Mm -hmm. and I think you know just talking to women all Mm -hmm. day is you know I I like doing that I do and that also comes very naturally to me you know yeah so is this one of those jobs where you take kind of work home with you do you is yeah, it hard to leave it at work yes, or all the time well even you know? this podcast was on like yes, just in case just she might case. be delivering right. a yes. baby yeah yes. I even checked my phone this morning like oh yeah yes. okay we're yeah. on yeah yeah no, no I mean came. I woke up at six this morning and checked the hospital and I was like okay good we're all clear you know uh yeah I take it home a lot um I you know at some point I think my husband would like for me to turn that off but um it's hard to, you know, A, I have a lot of patients I've delivered, a, you know, Multiple all of times. their children. Yes. So it's hard when you really get to know them. Um, you know, I always tell people I'm at the point where I've started some families and I'm ending those families. Like they've said, okay, Dr. Holt, we're done. You know, yes. I'm like what? Um, but um, it is, it's hard because I feel like, you know, really the part I could miss is just the gearing up to having a baby but having the baby is like you know that pivotal moment that you just want your doctor there for so um I mean I try I try really hard it gets harder as my kids have gotten older it gets harder you know I I I've I don't like to miss things with my kids clearly so um but if I can work it out then I try to be there you know yeah that that sounds to me like that would be that would be a hard um, marriage is yeah. when you're a doctor kind of on call, you know, yes. like kind of yes. all the time. Yes. And then you've got like kids events and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I would think balancing that would be sometimes challenging. It's hard. I mean, we have a call group and, you know, um, there, you know, I'm not answering my phone 24 hours a day. It's not like that. But, um, you know, if I get notified that I've got a patient in the hospital and they'll just say, you know, are you available for her or not available? And so we make the decision then. Yes. Yeah. Well, and Christy said we have to bring it up. So we will just as we go into the conversation about women's health, I got to know Kathy, um, a little more, not, we don't know each other super well, but just with your kids coming through children's ministry or whatever. But I was freaking out one morning because, is my myriad of health issues I've had that we've talked about <laughs> someone here. One of them was that I had a, and I'm just sorry, guys, if you're listening, no, no, no men listen to this. Yeah. We're, fine. Think so. We're totally so fine. females, you'll know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I had like 45 days of bleeding. That was awful. Like it, I like stuff coming out of my body that it was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like every I was 20 minutes, a baby. Yeah. Yes. It was horrible. So I freaked out one Sunday because it had gotten really bad. So I like literally text Catherine Sunday morning. I said, are you here? Can I talk to you? And she's like walking in the foyer right at that minute. 
um, you didn't have a baby deliver that day. (laughs) So she sits in my office with me and helps me kind of calm down. No, I don't have to do the, go to the emergency room or whatever. Um, but I did have to go to, you know, a doctor, um, to kind of get looked at. And what they're finding is that, as we were just talking before, there's a side effect. It seems like now for women from either having COVID or getting the COVID shot, which was in my case. And I could have had my, I got the COVID shot and my family all got COVID within that week. And so I could have had both at the same time, even though I didn't feel sick. I don't know is what, but I, that it seems like that was a result for me of at least getting the shot. I think I was telling people, and again, you know, I think science will eventually kind of tell us the why, but I just think of COVID like any other major stress on your body. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone always realizes, okay, well, if I have a lot of stress and my period might change. And I just think that, you know, for 2000 and whatever present time, you know, COVID was definitely one of those big stressors, whether it was physically or emotionally with family and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think it was a huge leap to say that that illness or, you know, any major illness could cause a change in your cycle. So, so how do you, um, and this is what I was curious about, cause I have a sister who is kind of, who will not get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Right. But her, I mean, totally everybody's choice, whatever they decide, but how do you counsel women who, if I didn't know that was going to happen to me, I'm not sure I would have gotten the shot yeah. or I may have chanced it going, well, it's a small possibility, but I feel like at this point I've talked to a lot of women who have either had COVID or the shot and have had this issue yeah. now that I'm having these conversations. So how do you counsel women about deciding what to do? What I mean, choice to I make? think, I think it's the same way you counsel women about anything, just, you know, anything from, you know, just Motrin to, birth control pills to the COVID vaccine, you know, there's always risks involved with any medication. There's always benefits involved with any medication. And at the time that, you know, the majority of, you know, America was getting the COVID vaccine, you know, the benefits of getting our life back in order and, you know, having a little bit of freedom kind of outweighed the unknown side effects of, you know, a new vaccine. And so, but, you know, again, I think, um, with all medicine, you have to say that, you know, there's there's always going to be a risk-benefit ratio, and you just have to see what's right for you, you know? Right. And that was, I think, you know, particularly how that shot, you know, had an effect on women's cycles. No one really knew that, you know? I mean, we went into COVID thinking, you know, okay, this vaccine is going to be, you know, our holy grail. Like, this is what's going to happen. This is going to be, you know, the what's going to get us all back to normal life. And so I think people were just kind of focusing on that. I have a question along those lines. Uh-huh. I've seen a commercial lately on TV about, if you took Tylenol when you were pregnant, yes. you can be in this lawsuit because your kid has autism. Yes, yes. We, what is that about? I don't know. I've done I try, no research honestly, and you're sitting yes. here and you made a comment. And I was like, oh, it reminds me of that commercial. And I we kind of joke about it. Too. No, I mean, I, like, I, I, we have, I've had patients call me for that same thing because in pregnancy, you know, Tylenol is all you can take right. as far as any kind of pain control whatsoever. Um, ibuprofen and Motrin and all that you can't take in pregnancy. But 
Um, so I've had patients who call and talk Wait, real about fast, that. Will you back up real fast? Why can't sure. you take those other two? Um, they actually interfere. I always tell people it's not because we're being mean and telling you don't take those. It actually interferes with the developing heart. So, okay. so your baby could potentially have like a heart defect or something mm-hmm. like that if you used high doses of Motrin and Advil and those type medications after a certain period in your pregnancy. But okay. instead of saying, okay, you know, after this point, you can't use anymore. We just tell people your whole pregnancy, don't use it. Mm-hmm. I got my migraines came back with Alexa and I couldn't take anything. Yeah. And the Tylenol. only thing that worked in Tylenol never worked for right. me. And it was yeah horrible, but I muscled through days and days of pain and throwing up yeah. and all that with a couple of migraines. But you're, you're right. I mean, it was... You read that stuff and it's scary. Right. Your doctor right. says, no, you shouldn't. And I'm like, right. well, I'm not doing you're it. just, <laughs> you're muscling but, through the pain. Yeah. Tylenol, Tylenol, how do they figure that? How do they make that I connection? I don't know. Yeah. I honestly haven't. That seems a leap, doesn't it? A little I bit. I haven't made too much, um, I haven't put too much emphasis on that research because, mm. you know, I don't know if it was like Yahoo research, you know, yes. or I assume, you know, all these, there's so many thousands of studies and thousands of you know, quote unquote advice online that, um, are just unmerited. And Mm -hmm. so until someone important tells me that I have to change the way I practice medicine in a certain way, then I just kind of disregard it. And, you know, and, and the people I think are important. We have a, you know, what we call the American college of OB-GYN, like every medical field has, you know, their college, their people that get together year after year and Mm -hmm. say, you know, what we currently do, how we currently practice medicine is still a go for this year, or, hey, this is a big change this year. You need to follow this change. So until somebody like that tells me to stop yeah. using Tylenol, um, you know, I, I don't really put all that much weight and you emphasis be, on that. I would think you guys would. I feel like us as public are getting jerked around Overload, like whiplash yeah. constantly. If you guys were constantly yeah. having to change according to every little article right. that came out, I don't. How would you have any consistency? Yeah. Well, this is a study. Like studies shown, and you're like, right. okay, time out. Why? Study, How do they start you, the study? Well, you know, you learn in medicine, like in medical school, like what makes a good study yeah. and what makes a bad study. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can do any study, whether, yep. but again, whether it's merited or not merited is is quite the difference. Like an extensive so. study with control groups and everything yeah. else, right? And right. so this could have been a random study where they picked Correct. 25 people. And exactly. Interesting. Yeah. What about, um, you said the col- like the college board is kind of what uh-huh. tells y'all what to do and not to, or to change. Right. What are some things that. that they've, in the past, what, you're 15, 16 years in practicing? Yeah. What have you seen that they've said we need to change as OBGYNs? Um, I'm I just mean, intrigued. Yes. Just I mean, a random just question. examples. You know, I mean, you could, you know, preterm labor is kind of near and dear to my heart because I went into preterm labor a couple of times with my kids. And so the treatment of preterm labor has changed mm. throughout the last, you know, 16, 17 years, 20 years, whatever. Um, treatment of like pregnancy induced high blood pressure. So treatment of okay. pregnancy induced high blood pressure, I guess I could go on and on pregnancy induced diabetes, mm. you know, preterm labor, just a lot of how, you know, the complications you can have in pregnancy has changed and then on the gynecology side um that stays a little bit more constant but you know um wait what about pap smears those that's have changed yeah we don't have to do that every changed. year now yes that's changed a lot that. uh, yeah i remember Hallelujah. one of the pediatricians yes. asking me you know hey she needs a pap smear and i said she doesn't and he said 
he said, when did that change? I'm like, like 10 years ago. Oh, you know, so, yes. Um, so yes, that has changed. That changed a lot. So, you know, if I've been practicing for that long, that changed several times, probably the first five years I was in practice. And almost every year we had to learn something mm. new. But it's been pretty constant for like the last 10 years. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's changed. Just, yep. you know, colonoscopy timing that's has changed. changed. You yeah. know, so just, changed. yeah, everything changed from year That's to year sometimes okay. yeah. so um just now that we got some background kind of out of the way um a couple of things we wanted to ask you just to kind of for benefit of our listeners right that people can take from this one is um what are some kind of big general things that women can do for their personal health if you're if you had a couple of just kind of these are, if you can't do anything, if you can at least do these couple of things, it would right. be really beneficial to you. Go poop every day. <laughs> right? Um, if you well, can. You know, if you can. Kind right. of what we were just talking about. I feel like preventative medicine is a big deal. Um, you know, again, so I think if we go back to, for example, pap smears, you know, people say, well, I'm over 30. The current recommendation is if you're over 30 and you've had normal pap smears your whole life, you don't have to have them, but once every two to three years. And I think it's very important to differentiate that you don't have to have a pap smear every two to three years, but you still need to see your doctor on a yearly basis, you know, and that test, that test isn't incorporated, doesn't have to be incorporated into your exam every year but you still need to go that Mm. doesn't mean don't go see your doctor for two or three years you know and I think that's an important um you know it's something important to realize I think you know you have to see your doctor once a year you just you just have to you're supposed to you know um well they changed for my age group, if you're on ongoing medication, we have to go every six months. You do oh, certain times. So sorry. I always yeah, tell people. It's crazy. I it's not that people. I don't like the doctor. I just hate. <laughs> it's the time. It's yeah. all. It's all the of time. it. Yes. And then I sitting mean, and talking to someone, I always want to cry too. Yeah. When like people it just makes come in um, yeah. for just like a refill, I always I apologize and I say I'm so sorry. I know this is a five minute visit and you took an hour out of your day, but we legally have to lay eyes on someone yes. once a year to give medication. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, depending on the medication, you got to see your doctor more regularly or not. But it, a year is the max. Is the you, maximum. You can't, yeah. you know, go without seeing your doctor and still want So medication. that's a legal so, requirement. For sure. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So that's not just something each office is saying you have to do. You guys all got together and said, hey, this is what's. Right. you want to do you're saying that's a legal requirement yeah, i mean your prescription runs out yeah. that have been writing like thousands yeah. of them yeah. and they're in jail now yeah prescriptions you know you're if i write a prescription it expires after a year so in order you know to get a refill you have to you know as a good doctor you should lay eyes on mm-hmm. them make sure nothing has changed ask and, the intrusive yeah, questions ask, you need to yeah. ask and so you know those things need you know sure those can be done over the phone but that's just not you know, you just, you, you have to lay eyes. On so someone. one big thing then is preventative care, making preventative sure you're going to your doctor huge. every yeah. year, every year. Um, okay. yeah, for sure. Um, and then I think just, you know, the things, you know, I, I think that, you know, are good and you're supposed to, you just don't make time for them, like exercise and eating right, you know, and just making sure that you just lead an overall healthy lifestyle is important. How do you see those things impact your patients? Like the women you see, if they're not exercising, if they're not eating right, how do you see 
where do you see the impacts at? She's like, I let mean, me count wait. the ways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just think their health, I mean, their health will progressively get worse. You know, I mean, some of us, you know, aren't blessed with just natural, you know, ideal weight and health and, you know, genetics and all that. So you have to pay, you know, you have to work at being healthy. It's not just something that you, you get, you know, right. I mean, you do, you have to work at it. Um, especially here, we have so many bad choices, right? I mean, our, our diet is horrible. You know, we don't, you know, we live in Texas where we drive a lot. Like our physical daily activity doesn't have to be overly aggressive where, yeah. whereas like you know in Europe everyone walks everywhere even in New York not a, a lot of people don't everywhere. have yeah a lot of yeah. people don't even have cars right mm-hmm. yeah. right and you know diet is different in different you know states countries whatever um so I feel like we need to work on it more than some others do you know and I mean I just think that that's important you have to make time for that and I just think so we questions. drive everywhere, we don't walk, and we have fast food choices. Right. One every 100 feet, oh, no. right. you know, or whatever. Yep. So it just doesn't set us up for success, right, does it? Yep. What about supplements, vitamins? Oh, good question. I oh. think, I mean, you know, every, people ask me that too. I mean, there's supplements are great. Yeah. We don't get what we need, mm-hmm. our daily, you know, allowances in our diet. Again, kind of mm-hmm. going back to our diet. I know I definitely don't get my... What supplements do you, you take? You know, <laughs> I'm a bad doctor. I don't take any. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that just because you exercise a lot and eat very healthy? You know, you know again, probably because I just don't take the time to buy them. Yes. You know, and You're take human them. too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But um, if you can get in the habit of taking vitamins, that'd like be Like a women's great. vitamin? Yeah. Women's one a day. What about gummies versus Fine. non-gummies? You know, There's I mean. There's no big. However you want to take them. And, okay. you know, if you would rather... You know, if you would be more um, consistent taking a gummy because you playing like it's candy, yeah. yeah then, but and you're getting some vitamins too. Great, you know, yeah. it's better than not doing it at all. It's good. That's so, true because there are a lot of sugar in those things because they taste good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have patients. My kids will eat a yummy. whole bottle. Yeah, I know. But don't <laughs> I have ask me to take. Have this. like you know twenty supplements, and I'm like, well, that's a that's a commitment, you know. But yeah. Um, oh, here's another whatever. random question. Teach us some. Should you space out your supplements? Because I've heard you take them and then you pee them out. Um, well, that's going to be regardless of whether you take them in the morning, afternoon or not. Like whatever your body can't officially absorb, mm. you're always going to excrete either mm-hmm. urinate or, mm-hmm. you know, pee. Or the like other. what we said. She said yeah. excrete. Excrete. Yeah. You're a doctor. You're going to. I pee. No, I mean, excretes. it's going to be, it's going to be either, you know, number one or number two. Either one, yeah. it's going to come out. Um... You know, there's a couple that will tell you, you know, if you have thyroid disease and you're on iron, Mm -hmm. those you can't take together, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there's certain medications like that postmenopausal women take that they have to be taken alone, like poorly absorbed medications or poorly Mm -hmm. absorbed supplements you do have to take alone, Mm -hmm. um, just because we know that if you take them with a lot of other things, they're not going to absorb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have to take my Synthroid an hour before anything right. else. Right. See. Um, okay. So the two big things it sounds like is preventative. Make sure you're seeing your doctor. And I know women who listen to this who don't go to their doctor. Mm-hmm. That's me. Well, I'm sitting across say, from you, Debbie. I can wrong. see you. you know, nothing's wrong with me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, me, well, it. it's about prevention of yes. things that are wrong. Yes. Like Finding when something is wrong, before, right. yes. when something's wrong, then you're kind of playing catch up. So... Yeah. I do get a mammogram every year. I, I feel like I need to throw that I in. do That's, see I'm my doctor every year, like 
I do. You don't take supplements, but you see your doctor. Yes, see, I do see my doctor every you're year. You're doing good. I do. So preventative and then, um, of course, exercise, eating, which we I feel like we could hear that over and over, over and over because we're just not good at it. It's just basics. It's just mm-hmm. basics, right? Always back to the basics. It's the way God made right. us. Um, okay. And so second question, what are some of the actual pitfalls that you see women fall into when it comes to like their physical health and their emotional health? What are things you see or it's two questions Mm -hmm. so there's kind of I think there's two questions impact each other right Right. I mean so what are the pitfalls I think it's two questions but I I, when I um thought about this question I, I came up with one answer and it's just time you know I think you know think of your role in your family and you know in my house I'm sure it's I'm the last I'm the last to mm-hmm. eat I'm the last to go to the doctor I'm the last to you know I will I will I have never missed a doctor's appointment for my kids you know right. but oh I can reschedule mine it's not that big of a deal you know um so having time and you know prioritizing yourself is is difficult for women whenever you have a household of other people who need you to prioritize them right Mm -hmm. so um I think that that is going to answer both of those questions because you know emotional and physical health go hand in hand if you're not healthy you know emotionally then you're not going to have the you know the the, like kind of the get up and go the motivation to keep yourself healthy you know and for some women you know um it can be quite the vicious cycle, you know, of, you know, I'm, I'm emotionally not healthy. I have zero reason to get up out of bed. I'm going to gain some more weight. And then that just kind of keep piles on physical ailments too. So finding time for yourself is difficult for women to do because it's just not in our innate, you know, it's, it's not, it's not what we do. We we're caretakers first, I think. Mm-hmm. Most of us are anyway. Um, and so we take care of everyone else first. And, you know, finding, you know, a husband or sometimes I'll just say to my kids, Hey, I'm shutting my door for an hour. Give me one hour. You know, mm, and right. then I'll do whatever you want, but give me an hour, you know? Yeah. Um Which is healthy to do. It's it is healthy. And, you know, then you hear them knocking on the door and I'm like, mm-hmm. I said an hour. Yeah. But no, I mean, um, <laughs> It's hard to do, and you have to say, "Here's my hour," you know. But you have to allow me. your house to go crazy. Yeah, like you knowing when you walk out of <laughs> that, that door true. after an yes. hour, there of may like, be a mess. I'm gonna have so much more work than if I didn't do this for an hour. Right. But your body and your brain and everything else needed that hour. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the hard part for me. It was for a long time of being like, "It okay, is hard." Yeah, I'm gonna and do this, but I'm gonna walk out, and it's gonna be a mess. My thing was how I use that time because if I had time, it's not like. If I, I found myself, if I had spare time, that was me. It's not like I wanted to spend it exercising. It's not like yeah. I wanted to spend it going to the doctor. It's not like I wanted you to read. read. Would, like, well, what do you want to do when you read? But don't yeah. you think, yeah. I feel like that's part of your mental <laughs> you health know? too. That is. Because yeah. that's just, yeah. you know, you winding down and not thinking about anything else, but getting to do what you want to so do So it's finding that hour, balance. You know? saying there's things you need to do for your physical health that you right. may not want to do, but you've got to do those. But then the other times... Right. Taking the time for your mental health matters too. Right. It's like reading is good for like your mental health. Right. For sure. But then you have to make space for the physical Physical health. Physical part too. Which is hard. I mean, all of us are. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the Mm. the quiet. There's times you just need the quiet. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes 
I'm in the living room, like reading, and Jamie will turn on the TV, and I'm like, uh-huh. "Hey, I'm gonna go over here because, <laughs> yes, I mean, I get it. you want to watch TV. I just want quiet. Yeah. Yes, no, <laughs> quiet. I, yes, I am much the quiet person too. Everything yeah. else, not my- a lot, but just uh, you're right. I think that, especially when you have young children, it's hard to get that quiet. Yeah. So yeah. I think and then when you're harder. in it, it's hard to sit in it because you're not yeah. used to it. That's yes. where I find myself. Like, I know I need it. So it's like, okay, take a minute. So I started back on yoga. And it's funny. There's a part where you're supposed to, I at the very yoga. end, yes. I too. And you're supposed yoga. to sit and be quiet. And I am like, where's my phone? Where's the music? No one's talking. What's happening? Oh, what's going on? I can kind of hear somebody <laughs> talking over there. Like, I have Did to your tell anxiety my anxiety go up? No. I usually what? just Are say you? at the end, I'm like, okay, this is my two minutes that no one's going to bother me. That's what I have to say, And too. I just need to embrace two, but it has the to be two like minutes. Two minutes know? or one minute. It yeah. can't be a never ending. <laughs> like, I have to put a start and an end on it. And then I can sit knowing, because I'm such a goofball, yeah. I guess. But I know, okay, I'm going to just give myself 30 seconds. Yeah. Whatever the day is. Yeah. But yeah, so my anxiety goes up when someone's teaching and you don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> oh, but if she okay. says, okay, we're going to do this for one minute. I'm like, oh, I can do, I, anybody can do this for a minute. Yeah. Like I that's what I have to tell myself. But, but if you're doing time. the quiet and then she and you ha- don't know, they haven't told uh-huh. you that's. Mm-hmm. That's why you're like, what? how long are we holding this position? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know it. We got 10 seconds left. Just give me the countdown. Yeah. I need a timer on it oh, for sure. Oh my goodness. But it's good for us. Having a sense of humor is good, too. Uh Yes. Oh, my goodness, for your emotional and mental health. So um, physical well-being, we talked about taking care of that. Emotional health, taking some time time. to check out for a bit, um, that kind of thing. So then how, as a, I know, like, churches in general, westernized churches, um, what I like to say is we've outsourced a lot of things with mental health and emotional health and things for men and women that, I think in some ways we have to get better at doing in churches, right? Um, We're not birthing babies in the church. We're not Debbie. birthing babies. Just kidding. <laughs> we spiritual are not babies. doing that. We are, we are birthing spiritual We've babies. We've had some midwives and doulas here, though. Oh, absolutely. Um, so how do you think um, church, though, church life, and I'm saying not just ours, but like the God's church mm-hmm. can take care of women well, can support them, spiritual, physical, emotional, all the things. Um, you know, that was a hard question. Um, we don't you know, ask easy I questions here. No, um, <laughs> you know, I always found the church as kind of like the last minute of yoga where you just come and you just get to be, to be. yeah, you just get to be. And, um, you know, you, some, you know, you take in the worship music you know, sometimes I always wonder, I'm like, someone mad that I'm not singing I'm not singing because I'm just taking it in you know and you know instead Mm -hmm. of just you know it's just sometimes you just want to just take it in um so I found the church for me to be that way like it's just a place where you can just be and you just it's your time your emotional time um when my husband and I were newlyweds I feel like we were probably the most active in our church when we were newlyweds because we were surrounded by other newlyweds and we were, you know, that was our, that was our life group and that was our support system. So I feel like, you know, having relationships in church, we've always heard it, but it really is true, you know, to have those relationships. Um, I feel like the church, should be a place that you can come without, um, you know, bias or without judgment. 
and just be surrounded by people who are acceptance of your imperfections and, you know, because we know we're going to have them. Um, and just is like, what can I do for you? You know, just, um, a hospital for the hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, it's and that beautiful. community um, part that you're talking about is so important. So do you see so loneliness? Impa- how do you see loneliness impact women? I think it impacts women huge emotionally for sure. As far as I feel like that's probably one of the leading causes of depression and anxiety is because maybe they're not physically alone in the house because they're surrounded by their kids and their husband, but they're alone in that they feel like they have to do all of it. And that's, you know, that they have to do just all of it themselves instead of being able to outsource it or ask people and friends and family for help. Um, So I think if you have a community that is openly willing to be like, you know, not what can I do for you? I I read something, you know, a good friend isn't someone who says, what can I do for you? But a good friend is someone who comes to your house with coffee and and says, ready. Yes. Just sits there. Yes. Doesn't ask what you need, but just comes and does it without being asked. And I feel like if we could find more people like that in the church, even outside the church, then that would be, you know, so wonderful life-changing I think for some women yeah that's good you mentioned depression too and so you see postpartum depression yeah a lot I'm Mm -hmm. sure and then you kind of go through a phase where you realize oh I need people I need community if you can tell your doctor and your doctor hopefully guides you in that way and then do you see kind of depression again when women get out like kids go off to school Right. Like you I see think, it kind of. Yes. I mean, I'm sure I you think see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. to answer your question, I just yeah. I see it at all times in their lives. I see it when kids go off to school. I see it when parents are aging and, you know, that mm. woman is now taking care of her aging parents. I mean, mm. it's just life, you know. So you're saying it's can we say it's normal? <clears throat> I feel like depression for so long has been like you are not normal. That is not right. And I, I say don't... it's common. Common. And most importantly, I say it's acceptable. You know, that's even a better word. Yeah. I, I think that that's kind of, that's you know, good. it's, it's acceptable and, and people need to know that. So if someone is listening and struggling, whether they've just had a baby, whether, what if they're off to college and they're randomly listening mm-hmm. and they're by themselves and they're in a new spot, it's acceptable. It's common. Right. So then I mean, talk or, about it, you know, right. seek help for it. Don't try to minimize it or you know, be ashamed of it or, Mm. you know, um, my sister, she's a psychiatrist in Denver. And, you know, initially when she, you know, I was like, why would you do that? You know, Mm -hmm. psychiatry, why would you be a psychiatrist? psychiatrist? That's so weird, but it isn't. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just so prevalent. Um, and it's just as prevalent as high blood pressure. It's just as prevalent as being pregnant. I mean, these are medical conditions and, you know, you, you just can't, you, you, I, and that's whenever my, when my patients really struggle, I say, you know, if you had diabetes, would you take diabetes medicine? Or even, even more alarming, I'd say, if you have cancer, would you take chemo? And they're like, of course, Dr. Holt. I'm like, this is the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a medical illness, you know, consider getting treatment for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the exact same thing. So there's been a lot of studies linking depression with lack, with exercise, like exercise. exercise. In other words, Lack of. Lack of. Oh. So like if you okay. exercise every day for 30 minutes or whatever, it yeah. is that, have you seen that to be yeah, the case Yeah, I mean, too? I think when you go scientifically, that's factual, just it releases endorphins and, you know. And yeah. 
things like so that. So you could so. do both. And it's one of those things, your physical health. And I think I sure. talk to women too, like who feel like if they get on depression medicine, they have to be on it forever. But you right. don't necessarily have to no, be. Like you can, other things might change. Yes, talk I about that, that a little too. bit. I, t- I say that all the time. I said, you know, you're going through something. Um, and, you know, your life can change. And I, I do tell people, you're not married to this medicine. We can, we, this can help you now. One thing I think is really important. And, you know, again, this is something I, I took from my sister is um, um, counseling, talking to someone mm-hmm. is just as effective as a pill, you know, or not just as effective is as important. I think is what she they would work probably, together. they do work right. together. You, um, it is, it is so important just to be able to talk about it. And I think that sometimes it's easy to take a pill sometimes just because we don't find the time to seek out um, a professional counselor that could help us, you know, in that way to talk well, about our problems. It's expensive too. It's crazy expensive. I know it's, 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 it's time. Horrible. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, again, though, Chemo is expensive. Yeah. yeah. But the church could help in that area too. Cause there are ministers sure. on staff that right. could say like, there's a, a super sweet lady here at the church and she has often just come and sat and talked to me. She's like, I have chemo tomorrow. Can we talk? Yes. Of course. And she's not going to make an appointment. She's not to a counselor to sit right. and talk. And she's like, I really just need 30 minutes. I mean, maybe she needs like an hour and a half, <laughs> but that's fine. But like, but, that's our, that's our role or that's part of the church is saying my right. door is open come sit down or we can go have coffee. Right. So to reach out to somebody in your church that mm-hmm. can just sit and listen and there's no judgment yeah, that's, at all. That's a great way to say it. Just an open door policy mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And in the end it's community, right? It's being together. It's listening. Like you're saying, no judgment, listening. Right. You're, I just want information from you cause I want to get to know you. Right. We can't do life together very well if we don't know right. each other. And sometimes you just have to, and sometimes you, you do just have to listen. I'll, I'll have friends who'll call me and, you know, they'll give me this long spiel of what's happening to them. And I said, you know, do you want an ear or do you want advice? Like, tell me what my yeah. role is, you yeah. know, and sometimes it's just an ear and I'm like, okay. And there's okay. some friends I know what my role is. There's other friends I'm not sure given right. like, it depends. So you do mm-hmm. have to ask like, Hey, what are you wanting? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's how that this yeah. started. Like she, yeah. you mentioned, exactly. you called her. Yeah. Yeah. And just said, oh my gosh. And she talked you off the ledge. Yeah. She did talk <laughs> me off the ledge. <laughs> well, Catherine, thank Wait, you we have so lightning. much. Lightning oh, lightning. Do oh. your lightning you round ready? question. Okay. Yep. These, These are, are not fun. medical at okay. all. And okay. it takes no time. Okay. What is the last show that you binge watched and loved? <gasps> oh, oh, well, currently I'm watching Megan and Harry. So am I. I started really? it. I wanted to. Um, so show two. Show two. Yeah. Okay, so I just, good. I just finished or, the third yeah. one. Yes, I've watched all three. Yes. I love or, it. Yes, or No yeah. Judgment. Yellowstone. Oh, oh Yellowstone. yeah. I haven't started that. Oh, that's too good. long. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> my my husband's watching Yellowstone right now. Yeah, but it's good. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what is, currently I'm watching Harry and Meghan. Yeah. Okay. It's good. I like and it. the three, the last three come out on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or some point. Some point, whenever. <laughs> Where we just said this is lightning. Okay. We're dropping this later, guys. What is something that people often get wrong about you? Um, my ethnicity. Oh, oh talk about that. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I'm staring at you right know, now. Like, try, what yes. are you okay. Asian? Okay. Yes. Are you a mix? I'm a mix. American Asian. 
I am. I don't know how to say that. I'm going to offend yeah. somebody. So Sorry. my husband, but then where, white, or if say you white. didn't see me and you yeah. just heard me, where would you think I was oh, from? Oh, from not Texas, but this area. Yeah. I, you mean, have, I don't feel like you have any dialect. Oh, really? He says I have a very thick. Texas accent. I think you have a Texas accent no. too. I don't think it's super thick because okay. I'm used Where's to it all the time. Where is he from? Okay, I, I mean, think he's from here. Him. He's from Salina, Richardson. You do not have. I'm from no Fort Worth. Honey, like you don't. Um, you sound like a Texan. Yeah. Really? Um, I am half Vietnamese and half Puerto Rican. I'm sorry. Say that. What? Half what? Vietnamese oh, and Vietnamese. half Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. You got a little fire in your belly. Yeah. <laughs> you have a little yes. anger. Yes. You should ask my kids. Yes. Oh, that's so <laughs> awesome. I love it. Well, I was just talking to a friend the other day. He's about to marry a Puerto Rican, and he was like, "And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make her mad." Yeah. Not gonna make her mad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So mom is what? Mom is Vietnamese. Mom is Vietnamese, yeah. And dad is Puerto Rican. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's great. It's different. So are di- are they US citizens? Like did they come mm-hmm. over here? Uh, my mom, yeah. So he well, was Puerto Rico, yeah, you Puerto are Rico, a US yeah. citizen yes. anyway, but and then, Vietnam, um, Vietnamese. And then she came to... over and they you met know, here. in the war. Okay. Uh, they met in they met there in the war. He was in the Air Force. And okay. Then, and then he brought her over. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Okay, that's a great that's, that's a great answer. That's a fun one. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, uh, people who don't go see their doctor every year. <laughs> Me. People who don't Fine. go see the doctor. Uh, gosh, what is? My, I mean, I don't know. Dirty house. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Do you have a maid yeah. that comes once a week? I mean, you're working. I There's have, no way you can clean I that. Have clean someone house. who comes every other week. Oh, every other. Yeah. Oh, good for you. So you're you're. Good with your money you're too. Ma- <laughs> you're maintaining. <laughs> That's good. Okay, the noisy narrative is about cutting through the noise and getting to the heart of the matter. What is your narrative right now? So you're gonna like fill in the blank. Blank narrative. What's your season you're in? What season are you in? Uh, wait. Give me some examples. Somebody has said they are in learning a narrative. Learning empty narrative. narrative. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Quiet. I am in my launching narrative. Oh, that's good. My kids. And you're going to have them pretty close to the first two, especially close together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Launching, tell our fabulous listeners where they're launching to. Launching to college, launching Mm. to, yeah, launching. That's where I'm at. Are you ready for it? I am. I, you know. You have my, a senior. My senior is ready. He's yeah. ready. I'm not ready. Mm. But I feel like he he's just a good one. He's a good mm-hmm. kid. My daughter, she's good. If she listens to this, she's good. Um, <laughs> but she's a girl. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. So there's more worries there's that come with more, sending your girl. Yes, for sure. Launching her. Well, launching. I have found that when my son leaves, that will be a hard launch. Yeah. When my daughter leaves depending on the day and the month i might push the button (laughs) to lunch her an easy an easy launch yes i love you but you're annoying me right now we're gonna launch you early yes i feel like that's okay yeah (laughs) that's Um, just where it is i just yes i hope she's as ready as he is four years from now she's learning to drive right now oh that's not launching very well (laughs) i had my my second one did not she yeah. still doesn't want a car. She's a freshman in college. Really? And we're like, honey, do you want a car? Nope. Yeah. She's, she just, zero. Yeah. she has her license. But again, it was a, it yeah. was a struggle because, and, and driving around here, I kind of get it. It's not easy. And the traffic. Traffic is bad. But you know, horrible. they don't have to be on the highway, which right. is great. But yeah. And then yeah. my youngest, I'm just trying to launch him into being independent. 
he's a sixth grader. So he's oh, kind yeah. of in that, you know, I still that need my mom to do homework yeah. with me mm-hmm. and I don't want to do homework mm-hmm. with him anymore. So we're just trying to get him to be a little bit more independent. And that's Best advice was Chris Hurt saying sixth grade is when their brain shuts off. So when you ask them, what are they thinking? And they say, I don't know, nothing. They truly are thinking nothing. Especially sixth grade boys. That's what he was saying. And it was so, that for me yeah. was so freeing. Cause then I was like, You're, what, what were you thinking? And then I'd be like, oh, nothing. I feel nothing. like sixth grade girls are emotionally just emoting all the time. Yeah. We in didn't emote school. in our house till eighth grade oh, as a girl. Lord. Oh no. I feel like she I held had it that together. for years. Well, yeah, you've got to. Mm. But I mean, you're right. The boys, yeah. I still yeah. remember doing when I was a sixth grade teacher doing locker checks. And so they would have to, we would do them in sixth grade pretty much every six weeks for the first semester back what in, you, back in what the day. Yeah, what, what are you checking for? Just for them to clean them out. Yeah. Right. And so they would, I still remember standing in the hall with my whole group of kids and all their lockers opening, they open it and all these boys, their stuff would just, mm. yeah. Poor, like I'm like, how are you even using that locker? We're not. We're just shoving yes. assignments in every day. Ones we can, we find things that they didn't hand in. They they completed. I mean, like, yeah. but I don't. They're not even doing lockers. I don't think. I say, yeah, we can lockers. we, we can have a whole another anymore. conversation about yeah. that. We have yeah. lockers, but only if they want them. You know, like yeah. you know, I think he has a locker, but nothing's in it. He carries around everything. Doing lockers. I don't. Yeah. They're anymore. not. They're Creighton's not. Right? Yeah. They had them at my kids. But, but it also goes to show our, 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 we don't care about our kids anymore either. Because <laughs> no teacher is going to line up their group of kids and be like, open your locker. Well, we out. did it as a sixth grade team. But, but still. But that was teaming. Yeah. Still. No. Yeah. Okay, let's keep moving here. Guys. But okay. That's it. You're a ghost at your funeral. What do you hope people say about you? Or you're in heaven if you don't feel comfortable oh. with ghosts and you're looking down <laughs> and you can't say she was good and faithful and that you can't say that she loved Jesus because we know that. I hope people say I'm kind. Like that's, uh, oh, that's a good one. Kind. Yeah. That's okay. why I tell my kids be kind. Be kind. Be please. kind mm-hmm. to others. Absolutely. That's so a good note to easy. leave it on. Yeah. Be kind to everybody, people. Mm-hmm. Be kind. All right. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming to sit down with us. You did a great job. You good. answered all our questions. Um, right. And then you're going to be delivering babies sometime next week, yeah. pretty soon. <laughs> we were <laughs> we were all checking our phones to see if she could even be here because she's got a couple of babies like just waiting to come out, right? So, okay, all right, everybody, that's it from us. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Life can be amazing.